Hello, this is John Funderburg, and do you know where your 401k is? We've just had a notification come up, coming over the wire that a second person has been uh, diagnosed with contracting the Connor, Connor virus, or however you pronounce that, and that is something to watch for. I mentioned yesterday that to add for add pharmaceutical companies to your portfolio to try to hedge against a major outbreak is something smart. I'm going to go deeper into that and to say that you want to try larger pharmaceutical companies because the smaller ones typically have a higher ceiling or they have a lower floor and you don't want to wake up one day and find that position that you brought is down 30, 20-30% just because their uh, particular drug, the only one they had in their cabinet per se, their drug cabinet, uh, is failing. So you want to you want to try to go with larger pharmaceutical companies. Now I noticed that as soon as that news flash came over that there was a second person contracted this virus and there are 63 other possible people that they're monitoring that the market has taken is cut his gains almost in half. Before when I first started this recording five minutes ago the S&P 500 was at five, now it's at two and a half. The Dow Jones was at 100 points, now it's at 50. So that is something to look out for. Technology companies are still doing well. As of this recording, right now we have Apple, which is up almost 1%. Adobe, which is up almost 1%. Google is also up, but barely. And you have Microsoft, which is up 0.25%. Netflix, by the way. We talked about Netflix in my newsletter. Netflix is killing it. Netflix is one of the bellwethers, the bellwethers on the economy and how it's doing. They killed it on their earnings report. They're adding subscribers. They're adding people globally. At the same time, because of technology, Comcast is down today. AT&T is down today. Traditional cable companies are down because they are losing subscribers and they are winning and because they are losing them to uh, Comcast, they're losing them to Google YouTube TV, they're losing them basically to the uh, to broadband. So you have technology moving out traditional media companies in favor of streaming. And when you have like me personally, I have YouTube TV because I can not only watch it at home, but I can watch it when I'm when I'm out on my phone or my iPad. I can go all over and still maintain and still watch it with the same uh, clarity and the same convenience as I have if I was home. So the um, technology is really displacing a lot of traditional media companies, and you want to adjust your portfolio accordingly. If you're invested in DirecTV, if you're invested in AT&T, if you're invested in Comcast, you want to look at the direction of will those companies be viable five to ten years from now. The way that is trending, I don't think so, unless they change their methodology or unless they change their business plan. One good example of a company changing its business plan in the middle of stream is Disney. Disney was a traditional media company where they sold where they sold their uh, they, they sold their content 
to traditional media companies in the form of ESPN, Disney Channel, and so forth. They saw that streaming was the future and they changed midstream and developed a streaming platform and then added content by buying Pixar and buying Marvel films to try to compete with Netflix. And Disney has done a really good job at that. So Disney is one of the top five streaming companies today, along with HBO, along with Netflix, of course, and along with uh, Amazon Prime. So if your portfolio or your 401k, you want to you look at it, see what's inside of it. If you have a mutual fund, see if these companies are inside a mutual fund. Look at the mutual funds that you're holding. What is the objective of the mutual fund? What is the allocation of these companies? Because you don't want to be invested in businesses that are trending lower. You want to be invested in businesses that are trending higher. And businesses that are trending higher are businesses, once again, I keep harping on it, technology, technology, technology. Boeing, Boeing kind of rebounded. People are, are asking me, should I, should I go with Boeing in my portfolio? My question is, I don't, I don't like Boeing because of the management. Boeing at, the, at two years ago was controlling their own destiny. They had the world by the tail. They were doing really well. They had orders. They had orders for the next 10 years. They had the technology. They had the name. They had the brand. They had everything. And they got greedy. They started hiring more people, paying them less, and more concerned with the bottom line, trying to squeeze a dollar, than trying to put out a good product. And that, and that methodology or that business ethos began to permeate throughout the entire company. So they, Boeing recently got rid of their CEO, but I don't know how, how much of that, that same ethos is ingrained in their middle managers or that ethos where we're just trying to uh, get bonuses and, and worry about our bottom line, how that's permeated through, through management through the assembly line because evidently they didn't learn their lesson because they tried to rush the plane back they tried to bully the FAA the FAA says we're not going for it this time and you have to install these safety measures so they, they never did a, a full mea culpa they never came out and said we are totally wrong for this it's our fault they're just trying to patch things up and continue things as usual I typically don't invest in companies that have that think that way so I'm going to wait until they have a complete change of heart and they have a total clean house and the only way that'll happen is if they keep making mistakes and then their stock price keeps going lower right now is right now Boeing is trading at 320 it was trading at the top of the at, at the top of its game at 480 and this whole process has been between 320 and 370 right now is at the lower part of the last year's average between 320 and 370 we'll see where it's going to go I will stay away from Boeing as much as I can. Now, in my in my today's newsletter, I talked about chips and chip technology. Intel reported yesterday, and Intel has, has is up like seven percent. Intel is trading at sixty-six dollars, which is double what it was just a few years ago. Intel was thought to have a negative business because their business was primarily PCs. But what's happening is PCs is making a comeback. You also have data centers. Data centers are being built because of the success of Microsoft, Facebook, and Amazon. They're building, they need more power. They need more power to service their customers. They need more power to service their cloud, cloud clients. 
the chips are making a comeback. You also have AMD, which is a, another, which is a uh, Intel competitor. Their stock at one time was trading at six dollars just in 2010. Today is at 40, 45 dollars, which is amazing. You also have uh, companies like uh, Nvidia. Nvidia is a chip maker that specializes in graphics, and they specialize. Their chips are primarily focused on the intricacy of information which is being used in autonomous cars. So we, so if you want to invest in the future in autonomous cars, then you want to look at NVIDIA. Now I used to own NVIDIA for my clients. It's kind of, it's kind of, it moves a lot. NVIDIA was trading at 220, to move all the way down to, to it lost 50% of its uh, value in like three to six months. That's not a good, stock for me to invest in over the you know over the short term for my clients because of the volatility I tend to stay away from it but if you want to invest in autonomous driving then I would I would I would try to I would try to suggest looking at that and beginning a small portion of it because for the very long 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 term you can't look at the short term because the video can be at two I think it's trading at two hundred thirty dollars today no no it's 250 today Within three months, it could be it could go down to 160 because that's how volatile the stock is, and you just have, but it'll rebound back. But if you're if you're young and you're looking at your retirement, your 401k, and you're not looking at it every single day, then I suggest buying Nvidia if you have a 20 or 30 year time horizon, which most people do for the 401k. So Intel is a little less volatile. Is they also have a, a dividend which is amazing they pay about a 4% dividend typically technology companies don't do that uh, Microsoft doesn't do that no Microsoft does do that sorry Apple Apple does that but Nvidia does not Google does not Amazon does not so you're buying a nice technology company with a growing business if you invest in Intel and then you can uh, have it part of your portfolio if you want to diversify your portfolio with chips, but you don't want to put all your money into one or two companies, then I suggest buying the SMH, which is a chip technology electronic trading fund. It works like a mutual fund. It has a group of chip technology companies inside of it, and it trades every single day like a stock but it works as a mutual fund. So I would investigate the ticker symbol is SMH, look it up, investigate it, and see if that's something that you could possibly look at to diversify your portfolio. Electronic trading funds work similar to mutual funds with the exception of they trade on the market. Versus mutual funds, they, they, they once every day, they, at the end of the day, they, they change their price and then that's it. You, you have to buy it one time. Whereas in, a, in an electronic trading fund, you can buy and sell it as if it was a stock. Mutual um, mutual funds don't, buy, don't, don't trade like stocks. They trade like every single day their, cha their, their value changes according to the holdings within that particular mutual fund just one time. So it's a little more liquid and it's a little more um, ability to trade. John speaking.
So I just had to make a pause because that was my JC Penny order, which I'll get into next. So that phone, that phone call that I just took, and I kind of edit out a little bit, but that phone call I just took was I ordered some I ordered some curtains off of off of JC Penny, and these curtains are I was able to midnight look for what I want, specify what I want, hit the button, it's at the store waiting for me, and or it can be delivered to my home. Once again, technology is driving our economy because of technology is driving commerce. So now um, let's let's do an update on the markets. The markets is going negative again. We have um, the Dow Jones is, is in negative territory, minus 20. It was just up 100. Now it's minus 20, and it's all because of the news from the virus. Uh, that virus is, is 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 can really shake up the economy pretty quickly. It can also recover pretty quickly, but the S&P 500 really is getting hit harder than the other three indices. The Dow Jones is basically e uh, even, the NASDAQ is basically even, but the S&P 500 is what's getting hit worse. And I, I, ha I have to investigate to see which sector is dragging the S&P 500 down. S&P 500 has seven sectors, and you have healthcare, you have energy, technology, consumer, consumer staples, uh, utilities, uh, the, set, the seventh one I kind of forget right now. So I just see which sector is dragging it down or which stocks is dragging it down. So, and, and also in the news this morning, we, have, well, we, also, we also had an explosion in Houston. Uh, the markets had seemed to shake that off. The markets seem to be shaking everything off. And why is that? That's primarily because of all the Fed money that's being released into the system that's, that's putting up, that's lowering the interest rates and causing money to be easier to borrow. When you have money easier to borrow, and people are spending it in the economy because they're spending it and increasing their businesses or, or trying to increase their their the, the manufacturing or trying to increase their bottom line by borrowing money, spending it and investing it into the investing into the economy. So no matter what seems to happen, the market seems to shrug it off and go slightly higher because what the Fed is doing now is going to reflect in the third and fourth quarter. So when the Fed releases money in the fourth quarter and the first quarter, you see the results in the third and fourth quarter. We'll talk more about this tomorrow, but they are predicting that earnings will grow by eight to 10% in the third and fourth quarter. The earnings this quarter has, has, has a negative growth of 0.1%, but that's expected because the first quarter I mean, the fourth quarter, sorry, the, the fourth quarter to the first quarter earnings report normally has that report. It's the third and fourth quarter reports that they expect to see the growth throughout the economy. So this is where we are at the moment. The S&P is now kind of flat, uh, flat. It lost all of its gains. Technology is still in the green. It's the strongest performing sector as of right now. And we have the... And we have the possible effect over the weekend. If anything can happen to your 401k over the weekend, it will be the report on this virus spreading more than what they initially thought. So that is the that is the thing to look out for. So this weekend, if you want to understand the financial markets, look at the news and look at how much this virus is either being contained or spreading. 
if this virus is contained, then more than likely your 401k or your investors will have a green Monday. It'll open up positive. If this virus is not being contained or is starting to widen out, you will have a negative down, a negative day on Monday. And then at that point, you have to start to begin to evaluate what you can possibly do to protect your gains that you've had over the past four, uh, three to four months. And we'll go over that on Monday. Have a fantastic weekend. And I will talk to you later. Thank you. Bye.